When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I hope we had a fabulous holiday weekend. Uh, If you like sports, you had a good holiday weekend. Uh, The football on Friday and Saturday in the college ranks, the NFL, which had games on Thursday, Friday, Sunday. We got a game tonight. And, of course, who better than Sean Salisbury to break it down for you as you are here on this Monday afternoon on If You Don't Like That. Three, two, one, go. Sacramento missed you. Carter, stolen by Williams, and look at this, oh, you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Fox, goodbye, oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball, the exclamation point from Pierre Fox. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Boy, that's an ESPN highlight right there. Whoa. Carlson comes in. How about this? Holy moly, Jim Bob Bowley. That is a major league smush. And Sean Salisbury, I hope you had a fabulous Thanksgiving, buddy. It's always good to have you on. Great to be on. I sure did. I hope the same for you. Favorite holiday. I love it. And it was uh, some good eating. It's great to be back on with you talking, brother. Thank you, buddy. Let's talk some college football first. In your mind, who's the best four teams? The best four, right? Forget just my who I think the four best yep. are, not where the committee has them. Yep, you. Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and a toss-up to how they're playing, but since they got – and University of Texas. I think they're playing, to me, with Washington, Alabama. Now, if you're saying how good Alabama's playing, I'm talking about what I see week to week, and I think Alabama on a great day can beat Georgia – but I don't think a lot of them can. And I think Georgia's still going to be well. I'm sure you will get to that. Georgia, even with one loss, keeps this thing wide open in my yep. mind. And I think they're in regardless. I don't think as much respect as I have for Florida State, I don't think they're one of the four best teams in the country. And I, Washington's been up and down. Yet if Washington's, hell, they got a better record than Oregon. I'm talking about what I've seen. Let's even just say the last six weeks. Hard to keep Alabama out of there. But to me, the four best teams in America – are Georgia, Oregon, Michigan, and the University of Texas. And if it ended today, those would be the four I'd put in. All right. I don't forget about September. Alabama was not impressive at all in the month of September. Uh, Well, it's a full season, Grant. I'm with you. And they they barely beat Auburn. So I'm sorry. I don't have Alabama as one of my top four teams. Like you don't. You didn't have them in your first four. I don't know. If they beat Georgia, okay. But right now, again, right now, I don't think they're one of the best four teams. I don't either. Now, if they beat Georgia with the way they've been playing at this half, I always love it when we make an excuse, will that happen in September? As if September is going to – well, I can tell you this. September is going to cost some teams an opportunity that lost early. Not Alabama. They've been going. But there are some other teams like, damn. We're pretty good. We got one loss. Oh, we lost in early October. Oh, oh well, you still lost. Yeah. It's not our – I mean, with the, the, 
when Texas played Alabama, the schedule was Texas playing Alabama in Tuscaloosa. They went in to kick their ass. As good as That's Alabama's right. playing, to me, it's a full body of work. And I'm probably putting a little, I don't want to say disrespect, I think Washington, who beat Oregon over the course of it, Washington right now should be in if they, you know, if Washington wins it, that's a no brainer undefeated season. I'm just talking about right now, if we line up in a round robin tournament, I think these four are the four best teams. Now, real quick, Grant, about that is Florida State fans may be thinking, I think we have, Joseph said, well, no Florida State. Here's why. And I kind of, from the committee standpoint, they're going to say no quarterback and ACC is not as difficult this year. That's what you're going to hear them yep. say. The committee wants Georgia in this Final Four, regardless of how you slice it. I'm just telling you, you and I both know it. Of course. But from my point of view, I would have, if Florida State on a neutral site played Oregon, Washington, Texas, Michigan, Ohio State, and Georgia, and maybe Alabama, I would have all those teams favored over Florida State, considering they don't have their big-time playmaker. Now, the other side of it is you could say, let's give Florida State's uh, let's give Florida State some more respect because they lost their quarterback and are still hanging in because they got good football players. I just think when it gets right down to it for me, I'd feel real good about my four battle in anybody, meaning Georgia, Oregon, yeah. Michigan, Texas. I think Oregon's going to beat Washington, although, damn, do I got so much respect for the way that they're, that they're playing. I don't think the Florida State Seminoles are getting in regardless. That. I just don't grant unless Iowa comes up and, and beats Michigan. Okay. I don't, and, I, I, I don't know how they're going to score. They, yeah. I mean, they got a great defense, but at least Michigan can score. So uh, it's no disrespect to Florida state from a committee standpoint. I don't think the committee wants Florida state in there. I don't mean viciously. I just don't think they think Florida state because they wouldn't be out of the top five right now. If as an undefeated ACC team, they wouldn't be out of it if they didn't have these other teams ahead of them. But in my mind, who would be favored, who would win? I'm good with my four today. Georgia, Oregon, Michigan, Texas, with a lot of respect to Washington and a ton of respect to Florida State. I think those other teams are playing better. And Alabama deserves respect. If they go in there and beat Georgia, they yeah. deserve to be in. And then I think you're possibly going to get two SEC teams in. Sean, I want to talk about the Eagles and the Bills. That was a hell of a game yesterday that the Eagles won in overtime. Buffalo had multiple opportunities to win that game in Philadelphia hung around and hung around. I want to talk about Josh Allen because all but one throw yesterday, and it was a throw that really hurt Buffalo, the interception inside deep in his territory, fourth quarter, uh, Samuel picks it off. Other than that one throw, I don't know if Josh Allen can play any better than that, but it seems that every game we're talking about a decision that he makes that is costly. That's a trend that just doesn't seem to go away with him. One of the most explosive talents we, we've, we've maybe ever had at the position. When you say that, people say he's one of the best. I, I didn't say that. I said he's – when you combine athleticism, footwork, ability to throw the ball into all different kinds of places, he's one of the most talented we've ever had at the position. Fortunately, I mean, I've been watching it for 50 years, and fortunately I've seen some great ones. He's got some great skills, but you're exactly right, Grant. And I don't really care. I mean, I, he's, a, he's a really good player. Without him, they wouldn't even be sniffing this. With, with him, they got a chance. But unfortunately, he does some things every game for the most part. His, he, he was phenomenal in the game other than that interception and a couple plays. He was outstanding. Yet, they come at the wrong time. 
it's not a first quarter interception when you're up 21. Grant, it's a red zone interception or backed up interception yeah. to put you in a bind. You can't do that versus Philly. And it, he he's the biggest strength, but also can become a weakness when he gets careless with the football. And I understand because he's so gifted, Grant. What does a guy that's so gifted do? Relies on those gifts at times when you should rely on the fact that maybe I'm not, maybe I should think that I'm not that gifted and throw the ball right there. I saw C.J. Stroud throw a fade route on fourth and one when in a game that they were going down to win that why we're throwing to a tight end, that's not the decision to make. Give me something easy and let's re-tee it for a few more seconds and give us a chance. Josh Allen is a little too careless with the football. We saw it last year. He led the league in red zone interceptions, I'm pretty yeah. sure. And this year, while he's explosive, he can't, he's thrown 13 picks. That's too – you can't live there. No. And I love him. I respect his talent, but I'm with you. And, you know, I saw Dan Orlovsky put up, and it, it, it hit me, but I thought, okay, but this is why. He said uh, this morning, I think he was doing it with Stephen A. Smith and that group, he said Josh Allen was the better quarterback. Jalen Hurts was more clutch. And it makes sense. But you know what that tells me? Josh Allen wasn't the best quarterback. Because the best quarterback is the most clutch quarterback. That's where they're yep. missing this. And regardless of who the most skilled guy is, when it's nut cutting time and the game is on the line, and I'm going to say this as loud as everybody needs to hear this, the most poised player at that position in this league, poised, I didn't say the strongest arm, I said the most calm and poised player at that position in this yep. league is the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. I, I don't his disagree. Boys, his, his, his decisions under pressure, that's what makes you the best quarterback. Not the skill set. The skill set may make you the most talented quarterback, and he's talented as well as Hurts, but the clutch quarterback ends up being the best quarterback in all cases. Number 12 in New England, number 7 in Denver when he was there. Yeah. We see it Peyton Manning, and Hurts has got that. Mahomes has got it in him, but I'm talking about just pure poised to me i don't think you can find better better than jalen hurts at that position poised wise i don't disagree uh and raise your hand if you had buffalo and cincinnati missing the playoffs at the beginning of the season and cincinnati's not going to the playoffs and buffalo i don't think is going either i i just don't see it there's so many teams in that in the hunt range you know what's crazy about buffalo is Grant, if they got in, they're dangerous enough to get to the Super Bowl. In the end. They, they can beat Baltimore. They can beat yep. Kansas City on the right. They can. Mm. But and, and let me go back to now we talk about college winning and losing in September. It's still important in my book is you, we count them all is when people say, oh, you got to win in November and December. Well, if you don't win in September and October, November and December, I mean, consistently, you're in a chase mode anyway. So teams that win early, like the Eagles, now sitting now they're gonna. I don't want to say coast, but they they're gonna find their way. If they lose two more games, they're gonna be 15, 14, and three on the year. Yeah, because you take care of your business early, you got a chance to blow one like this week late. Can't do it. And so I, I, at this point in time, and Miami's playing pretty good football. Buffalo's gonna have to win what five out of their next yep. six for sure, for sure four out of their next six to get in. And I don't know if consistently they're playing good enough football to do it, yet they're talented enough. Yeah, we got Philadelphia hosting San Francisco uh, this Woo. week. Boy, I got to tell you, I'm watching Baltimore, and there's so much bad tackling in the NFL, but there's no bad tackling on Baltimore. Boy, does that defense tackle. 
unbelievable. Is there somebody not only teaching it right, but wrapping up right? You know what I'm exactly. saying? They con- they constantly right. wrap up and they they're you know Grant the, makes the, a we, difference, look, Sean. It makes oh, a big difference. There is no question. It feels like John Harbaugh's team. They're talk about going for the tackle, not the knockout shot. And they we're not trying to make a top ten sports center. Now, if you do right. both, great. But it's true because these guys on the other side are so physically gifted. If you don't wrap them up, they'll embarrass you by running either you over, running through an arm tackle, all those things that exist. That and I'm going to tell you, as good as we know Lamar Jackson is, and that they can make plays offensively, that they're tackling and being in the right place, alignment and assignment, knowing where they're supposed to be, is going to be a big reason why they will be a tough out, even more so than maybe their offensive skill set. I think their defense is going to be the reason, and their tackling. If yep. they get where they want to go. You're going to look at that defense and say they just don't miss tackles in space. They're really, really good at making sure they secure it and get after you. How about Frank Reich? Gone, fired, head coach, Panthers, no longer. Grant, I, I, the, the David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, beats to a drum that I don't think a lot of us are familiar with, not only bank account, but just, yeah. <laughs> just when it comes to football. <laughs> right. And that's why sometimes – Great football people need to hire the great football people in the front office, and you go sign your paychecks and, and let them do their job. Do, do I think we prematurely – we hire guys after one year a good coordinator. I'm not talking about Frank. We hire guys that probably aren't ready yet, Grant, to be leaders of a locker room. X's and O's, yes, but we'll – in certain cases, we'll – like I don't think Brandon Staley, leadership-wise, was ready for the Charger job after watching what I've seen. X's and O's he is, but yeah. on the sideline, the ability to do what he does – I don't think he was ready to lead the men the way he want because I'm a big leadership buy-in guy for my head coach. Mm-hmm. I can find X's and O's guys anywhere. I can give you X's and O's. Great leaders in the building. Frank Reich, listen, Frank is a hell of a quarterback coach and a really good offensive coach. He was saddled with a team that's not very good. We fire On the other side, of sometimes we hire guys prematurely. On the other side, we fire coaches way too soon. Wait, I understand – in your Brandon Staley's had a good run with with Herbert. You, you I mean, he's still coach. You got to you got to get more out of that team. Frank's been there eleven games, and I'm telling you the the main reason why is the lack of offensive production from their quarterback. They're blaming it on Frank Wright, Deuce Staley, and on Josh McCown. It's the I confess they did it. They'll go get somebody else. But how in the world do you give a guy a chance to build? If you're comparing it to C.J. Stroud, don't. That's not normal. What Bryce Young's doing for a rookie is kind of normal. Okay, yes, losing, having right. some good plays normal. and some bad ones. But Dave Tepper's probably not your best judge of football situations. Yeah. But I think he felt that they were going the wrong way, Grant. Not just staying flat. We're just not good. It's all about that. I don't think he felt, just from my vantage point, that they were improving at all. And that put him in a bad way. Do I think it's premature? Yes. And I'd say that whether it was Frank Reich or anybody else coaching 11 games, are you cutting a player after 11 games and he hasn't played well? You're going to cut Bryce Young? No, you're not cutting Bryce Young. You want to know why? Because Bryce Young's in 11 games. We got to let this fester. I think it was too premature. Frank deserved better. But nobody's going to say that for the most part because on a 1-10 in 10 team, they're going to say they're 1-10. in 10. You got to give Bryce Young some help. Frank Reich he has to apologize to nobody for what kind of coach he's been. It's just the last two stops, the last part of Indianapolis Colts and the first part of this have not been real good. And you know what it boils down to in truth? He got poor quarterback play from Carson Wentz at the end, and he got poor quarterback play this year and poor offensive performance from his team. 
but their talent doesn't match up to a lot of the no. teams in this league. I would have given Frank another year, but Dave Tepper, like I said, he beats to a drum that a lot of us aren't familiar with. All right, Cody says big game coming up uh, this week as it's the Broncos uh, and the Texans. You know, I got to tell you, I, I got to give Sean Payton a lot of credit. I had them buried. Uh, they looked horrible. They look as bad as any team in the NFL, and they've turned it around. And then you're in Houston. They lost a tough game yesterday. But basically, the loser of this game coming up this week will not be in the playoffs. That's the way Agreed. I see it. Yeah. Agreed. And the winner may have a, a strong case for a good wild yeah. card. I mean, that's that's how close it is in that in-the-hunt bunch bunched group. Grant, you know what's great? And I think if you're, like, going back to Carolina, if you're Carolina and you're watching C.J. Stroud, if you're Carolina and you're watching – what a first year, he's not a first year coach, but a new coach in a new situation is doing after getting their ass handed to him the first month of the season. Grant, they, the yep. Denver Broncos were humiliated. They gave up 70 friggin' points. Yep. That's like high school stuff. A 6A in Texas playing against a, a, a private school that's got 200 kids at it with no shot, yep. right? And Sean Payton delivered as Denver expected him to. And he's also taken a quarterback who was as, as, as bad as we saw in the league on a consistent basis last yep. year, skittish, did not make any plays for the most part, 20 touchdowns and four picks. Yeah. Their defense is playing better. You could have willed to grant, go back to your Giants team in 2007, gave us 35 and 45 points, I believe, in their first two games. They That's were right. being laughed at in the locker room, went That's seven right. and one on the road, went on the road in the playoffs and beat an undefeated 17 and 0 team. That's in right. the playoffs in New England to win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying Denver's going to do that, but I'm telling you, five in a row, quarterbacks playing well. Yep. They were laughed at. Coaches turned it around. He's tough like Coughlin's tough, too, is, is Sean Payton. I'll guarantee he had some conversations with Russ Wilson that weren't comfortable early on. They've turned it around. They're playing tougher. This is a huge game. A month and a half ago, I'd have had the Texans beating their ass by a touchdown. Right now? While the Texans are favored, I'm not sure the Texans should be favored as good as they played. The Broncos are hotter. This is going to be a hell of a game, and you're right. The loser probably stays home in the playoffs, and Denver's going to have their hands full because C.J. Stroud has got that poise I was talking about that you just don't seem to be able to rattle him. I just didn't like the way they protected the quarterback. I didn't like the way they got didn't get after Trevor Lawrence, and they gave up four 40-plus yard plays in the game in the back end. You ain't winning many games against teams no. if you're doing that. Texans are going to have to fix that, or Russell Wilson will hammer them too. I got a story for you. You brought up 2007 on the Giants. Week two, they were home to Green Bay, and I was at the game with my brother and my two boys, and we got there real early because uh, I wanted my boys to meet Aaron Rodgers, who was the backup, of course, to Brett Favre then. The Giants got humiliated on that game. I'll never forget this. I'm walking out of the stadium with my brother, and I'm like, damn, man, it's going to be a long year. This team looks pathetic, and they end up winning the Super Bowl. That, I'll never forget that. I'll um, never forget telling my brother, God, this team is pathetic. It is going to be a long year. And who would have known they went out and you know beat, as you said, the Patriots in the Super Bowl? It's almost like you and I had a conversation then and now as well. well I was sitting in the newsroom. We we're getting ready. We we're doing SportsCenter and NFL Live. I can remember they interviewed Strahan, if I'm not mistaken, and, and, and uh, Pierce. Why am I losing my mind? Antonio uh, Pierce. Antonio oh. Pierce yeah. in the locker room. And they were – beside themselves and embarrassed about their defense. Yep. And I can remember on NFL Live that week, I, I don't have any of the, the shows, but all week long it was Giants how this is brutal. What a humiliating defense. Same thing. This is going to be a brutal year for a team that's got a good quarterback and some great players on defense. Yep. Tiki Bar, I mean, they had some, lo they were loaded on offense too, right, Grant? Yep. Tiki was on that team. They had good players. 
And I thought, this, what's going to happen? And then all of a sudden, you go seven. I mean, they went on a run, and their defense got better. Their defense, as we saw, the Super Bowl, and then big clutch plays on the perimeter in the playoffs. It, it was, I'm with you, had the yeah. same conversation. We were almost snickering at them on set. Because yep. and, and while I love Trey and, and yep. Antonio, we were snickering at them saying, man, boy, you poor New York fans, this, you're going to get obliterated this year by your Giants. And, oh, they obliterated it all right. Epic well, season, win a Super Bowl. It was a fun watch. Yeah, Tiki had actually ended the year before because Tiki did not win a Super that's Bowl. Right. You know what he, that's, that's right. right. You know what he did, Grant? That's why I asked you. Remember, that was the year. Didn't he challenge Eli's leadership on yes. TV? Yes. And yes, did. early in the season, yes, he, he questioned his – and I love Tiki, but he yeah, questioned yeah, but Yes, he did. Because, yes, you know, the shoulder shrug, question the leadership. That's right. Eli went on to have a monster year, and they yeah. ended up going and winning the Super Bowl. And yeah. that was it. it. He questioned him either in August or September, and yeah. bam, yeah. they responded by that. Actually, it was a nice boost for his former team. I took my boys to the uh, Giants-Cowboys playoff game that year uh, at the old stadium in Irving when the Cowboys were the number one seed. And that was the game where Jerry Jones put out tickets for the championship game on the seats for everybody, okay, uh, before the Giants and the Cowboys game. And then the following week, that was when the Giants went up to Green Bay, you know, 20 below zero. And that road. was Brett Favre's last game ever with the Packers and the interception by Corey Webster that set up the game-winning kick in overtime. And that was it. That was Favre's last throw in a Packers uniform was the interception in the NFC second, Championship game. And, Grant, remember, to, like you said, we were talking seven and one on the road because we played 16 games then. Yeah. And then to go on the road and win those two Super – I mean, those two playoff yeah. games and a Super Bowl at a neutral site – so in truth, eight and one, nine and one, they're ten and one on the road, counting That's the playoffs, right. the Super Bowl, and yep. went on and won. It reminds me too with when Rogers, when Favre left, then Aaron Rodgers, what either the, a couple years later, what gets his chance, and he takes eleven injured or twelve injured guys on the road as a wild card. I think they were a nine That's and right. seven or ten and six team. They go on the road and win every single game, and he got his first Super Bowl as uh, Brett Favre's replacement soon thereafter, whenever that was to win his Super Bowl at some point as well. Still cold in Houston, my he, friend? Yeah, yeah, it was right. After, it, when did they win that Super Bowl, Grant? Was it the next year? When, when did the Packers win? When did Rodgers win his Super Bowl? What year was that? Boy, that was a lot. 2011, maybe? Was it 11? Okay, so I yeah, it was so. just a handful of years later than that. They went on and did yeah. their thing. But it was an uh, impressive watch by the Giants. I don't know if Green, if Denver's that good, especially on the their defensive front. Yeah, but they're playing really well, and Sean Payton understands playoff games. He's been there before, obviously, and a Super Bowl. But you got some cold weather down there in Texas. I yeah, you know it's actually been in the forties now. Forties, <laughs> it's Texas. People in New York and uh, Northeast, <laughs> are like Minnesota, are like giving me the middle finger, saying, "What are you talking about?" But with the wind chill, it's it's been down, and I'm I'm you know I'm still out doing stupid stuff in my yard. But yeah, been a little cold. I just didn't take it off because I didn't want to have hat, head, and band aids all over my head from my dog scraping my forehead. So that grass still green go, in the yard. What? That, Grant, your, your grass still green? I, I, I'm to I'm to yards what Guy Fieri is to cooking shows. Okay, I'm two yards what Tom Brady is to Super Bowls. Okay, <laughs> to be fair, I'm two basketball broadcasters, which you are to play-by-play guys. You're George Toma. Ultimate. What's that? You're George Toma, the great. Uh, I, yeah, great. I, I I am in my field, which is green thumbing it, to what you are in just Dom being a yeah. great basketball guy. Yeah. 
great broadcast. So I can't hey, do my own job well, but I'll damn well keep my grass green. I'll promise you that. <laughs> that guy told me he was the unbelievable groundskeeper in Kansas City. Oh, yeah. And the, when, when I started doing the Kings, uh, our trainer's name was Bill Jones, and he came with the team from Kansas City, and he knew Toma, the great, great groundskeeper. Uh, and, he, and he said, this is what he said, he goes, we were talking about this guy. And how often do you speak about a guy that takes care of the fields, right? And Jonesy goes, Napes, let me tell you something. This guy could walk into your living room and within five minutes have grass growing out of your carpet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it wouldn't be out right. of the patio. It'd be inside with a, with it covered where no sun's hitting the inside. Right. That, that's it. He's like Dave Zinkoff with the Sixers as the public address guy. When Zinkoff walks into your building yeah. – yeah, doctor. The whole thing changes, and it's all good because we had Zinc doing public address. But you're right, the sod god Grant Napier. It's all mixed in, and then there's me. I'm no sod god, but I'm keeping my grass green, brother, and flowers growing even I love in the winter time. I love it. You take care, buddy. You have a great week. I love you, my man. Thank you as always. Keep up the great work. All right, you're the best. Love you too, buddy. <laughs> he is an absolute dandy. Oh my goodness. Uh, he is something else, really is. Tell you what else is something else, and that's New Works Plumbing. When you need plumbing needs and repairs, they're there for you. Go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call that number on your screen. Again, New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. Ryan, hope you had a good Thanksgiving, buddy. How are you? Doing great. I hope you had a good one too, Napes. Yeah, everything good. Uh, Kings begin a stretch of 10 of 11 at home tomorrow, taking on the Warriors. Good news. Keegan Murray went through a full practice today and looks like he's going to be good to go. Yeah, got it. You have to have him for this game. But, uh, you know, I'm not as worried about him now that we have Trey Lyles back. Trey has just brought another element to this yeah. team on the front line and uh, really looking to see what Mike Brown does with a full deck against the Warriors tomorrow night. All right, so here's the Warriors, the Kings' nemesis, and they've really been struggling. But now uh, you get Draymond back. You got Curry who's playing. So you you should, again, I, I would expect you're going to get the A version of the Warriors tomorrow. Wouldn't expect anything else. I mean, that's, right. that's how these teams play. Just like, you know, Sean Jard's going to be green. These games between the Kings and the Warriors, they're going to be close. So it's going to come down to frontline play. De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, both of them averaging more points per game at home. So I, I would expect that the Kings get big performances from them. But they've got to have bench contributions, too, yep. to win this game because that's where the dip-off always comes. Yep. There's just a little bit of let-up there. from. The and for those that are into this in-season tournament, the winner tomorrow is on the way to Vegas. They're on their way to Vegas. Yeah, there's a bunch of different scenarios for yeah. Sacramento. Let me just give you the most simple one. Win. Yep. They win. They're headed to Vegas uh, for the eight-man tournament and a chance at 500 grand. Uh, you don't have to get into all the scenarios, but that's the easiest one. Just go out and win. Yeah, it's uh, go out and win. Then there's some scenarios where if Golden State wins and other teams lose, the Kings still could get in. So the Kings hold tiebreakers over pretty much everybody at the top of group C in the West. So it, it would be a tough ask if the Kings, it'd be tough if the Kings didn't get it. And again, the fact that the Kings have had this much time off from a long road trip to a home game, I don't think that there will be any impact at all because you're coming off a long road trip. That's normally when you only have a day off or two days off, but now they've had that extra day. So I don't think that should be an issue in any way, shape or form tomorrow. 
It better not, Grant. I mean, this is about as long of a break as you get in between yep. games in the middle of the season. So I think it came at the right time for the Kings getting healthy, which they absolutely need. Keegan Murray, like you said, full practice today. So expect them to be rolling. And then they're going to walk into an electric atmosphere. Always is when the Warriors are in town. All right. I did a rant on this today, and I think this is a critical stretch. 10 of 11 at home. We're not even going to talk about Vegas. There are three teams that are coming in. Washington who beat Sacramento last year, yep. Brooklyn and Utah, out of those 10 home games, I got to have those as Ws. No way you should lose either of those, any of those games. All your other games are extremely difficult. I mean, you got the top teams coming in. You have Boston coming in. You have Denver. You have Phoenix, right? You got the Warriors who are good yep. when they're healthy. Um, you've got Minnesota in. You got, I think, Oklahoma City comes in again. You, this is going to be a critical stretch in this season for the Kings right now, Ryan, they're four and one at home last year. The home court was their bugaboo, even though they finished third in the West, this could really set the tone for the rest of the season. As far as home court goes. It absolutely could. And I mean, it, you talk about the marker games, you talk about the rule, you know, where do the Kings stand? We thought we got a good test in Minnesota or a good sample of that, but they've got to do it on their home court. Like you said, it was a place yeah. they struggled last year. Um, but I, I think those games are going to be games that the Kings show up for. I mean, granted, they're playing tough opponents, as you said, but they play up to their opponents' yeah. levels. And I think with the crowd behind them, we shouldn't experience any too much turbulence. Oh, boy, it should be an absolute dandy. Uh, that is coming up for you uh, tomorrow. Hey, Bennett's, uh, their new location is in Roseville. Bennett's West Side Grill, one of three locations. Don't forget about the uh, happy hour specials and on drinks and the appetizers. Of course, prime seafood and steak at Bennett's. And the Bennett's West Side Grill is their newest restaurant. Again, check it out at the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. To make a reservation or more, just go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Well, uh, Monday Night Football tonight, Minnesota and Chicago. Big week of uh, NBA basketball and, of course, uh, college football this weekend with all of the conference championship games. It's going to be a hell of a week. Fun week. It's it's the best time of the year, Napes. I mean, it, this last week of college football, holy moly. You, you throw the records out when it's right uh -huh. your weekend. So uh, fun to see what will happen. Keep your eyes on the SEC, but exciting times, exciting times in early November or late November, early December. All right. Don't forget tomorrow. All right. Pre-game with Ryan, halftime with Jerry Reynolds, post-game with uh, me and Ryan over. We're right here on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe. If yes. you have not already done so, just hit the subscribe button. You'll be notified of whenever we do a show. Also, please give us a thumbs up. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it that is tomorrow gonna be a heck of a day i i this this atmosphere it's gonna be a playoff atmosphere at the arena tomorrow yeah it should be i mean the the kings have given this fan base some it, the fan base should be on their feet cheering for them when they come out for their warm-ups based off of this last road trip yep. and you know it's always fun to make those warriors fans take that drive back up 80 with a loss which we yep. haven't done lately in that's Sacramento. right so and you, and you know there will be a lot of warrior fans in the building there always are Always are, yeah. So it's it's a game that you don't need to get ready for. It, the crowd gets you ready enough. So it's going to be a good one, Napes. All right, uh, Rhino, thank you very much. And to everyone else, thank you. And don't forget, coming up at the top of the hour, I'll be over on Listen App. So if you have not yet downloaded Listen App to your phone, easy to do, Listen App, and I'll be doing a show. For those of you that have not joined me on Listen App, it's basically a radio show over the internet on an app. 
It's a lot of fun. I'll be doing that beginning at four o'clock. You take care, everyone. Thank you very much for being here. And we'll talk to you back here tomorrow again. Ryan with the pregame, halftime of Sherry, postgame, Kings and Warriors. Have a great rest of your Monday, everybody.